Welcome to Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 461. Before Linz can say a woo or anything about numbers, uh, let's just get right into how... <laughs> I don't woo every number. <laughs> you seem to. It's almost that well, 69, baby. Just be... <laughs> <laughs> and you said that joke last I'm week. I'm going to get more it's hype about it every week day. week in a row. He said it... <laughs> At 4.59, because you mentioned 10 more episodes till 69. And then last, and then last week, we all went, 69. That's the sixth number. We are children. I'm going to make sure that my hype level gets uh, at a steady rate more excited. In 68, I'm just going to be like, it's next week. I'm so jazzed. Oh, uh, so there's that. Um, we also talked about some Black Widow, some Loki, some video games. We had our reviews. And luckily, I found out what was making the weird clicking sound the last couple weeks. Yes. Fortunately, just found it out before, <laughs> after we recorded the regular podcast, but before doing this intro. So for all you ASMR fans out there, don't worry. We hooked you up with one more episode of Ticking. <laughs> oh, man. I... That's one thing that I hate listening to podcasts for, and it's just the weird sounds. Yeah. So I apologize now. For his weird sounds. Yes. Hopefully my head wasn't rocking <laughs> was, around that was the, making the a click. The plastic popping noise was Tony's beard. He try, He was trying to cushion it with his little yes. beard buns. <laughs> Dude, all I can think of is like Pippi Longstar. It's like Mickey Mouse buns on the bottom of your beard you need to upside flip down. him upside down yeah. and draw a face on his forehead okay let's not <laughs> let's get through this intro so enjoy some of our wild shenanigans grab a cold one and enjoy drunk on comics podcast episode 461 go go power washers <laughs> So I went to the Upheaval Music Festival here in town. Oh, did you I, go to both days? No, just the Saturday. I technically went because I sat on my porch and heard it from there. Because yeah. it was close enough. There was some uh, homeless man that got up on stage Saturday night and rocked it. Well, really? How, nice. did, how did he get in? I don't know. His name's Rob Zombie. And uh, <laughs> man, that guy... He is, right. he is going through a midlife crisis right now. I mean, he looks Can the same. Can we talk about how it's not a midlife crisis? He's like 50-something. Yeah, but he's when you're eternal, <laughs> you know, midlife is, you know, different. But the songs that he was, like, he was playing a lot of his hits. And I'm not going to lie, uh, one of my favorite all-time songs is More Human Than a Human. And he made that when... White Zombie, and obviously him going to Rob Zombie, I never found it on any of the best of catalogs, so I just thought that's just not a song he does anymore. Um, well, he still owns the rights or whatever, because he played that, and that was fucking rocking. That was, like, so much. That was worth the whole day. However, he was playing some classic rock songs randomly in between set, uh, you know, <laughs> songs and just doing some medleys, at least some of his bandmates were, and it was weird i saw that they're from like i don't know if it was snapchat or what but there were some like awkward silences between songs where it was like obvious that some of the artists just didn't give a shit that they were there 
and they were like, oh, I'm getting paid, you know, that kind of thing. And it yeah. was just like, they would stop a song and there would just be like crickets and then they would start the next song. And I was like, oh, interesting. Yeah. That's kind of the vibe that we was had there. Was there a lot of people there? I saw somebody post a video from Friday and it didn't look like there were a ton of no, people No, there was there. more people Saturday. But and... Friday was corn. Yeah, I know. And the thing is this, I hope... All the corn fans... Yeah, and take the arthritis medicine that, hey, that now. morning. <laughs> I was going to say, I hope they come back next year, but it does look like they're doing this music festival again because it'd be nice to have uh, more music festivals here in, in Grand Rapids. But besides all that fun and shenanigans, the thing that I just need to say is promoters and bands in general, when you're trying to psych up the crowd, saying, aren't you glad live music is back? Like... We've already heard that like 50 million times. Yeah. Like, do the tried and true, hey, Grand Rapids, and or say the name of whatever city you're in. But Who like, cities? How, yeah, <laughs> anything. At least try we hard. <laughs> like, just doing the simple, who's glad live music is back? Because, like, I've been hearing that at all the live music things. Of course. And at what point do we stop fucking saying that? Never. Because it's. <laughs> tried and three years from now it's done. Yeah. they're still gonna be spouting the who's glad live music is back <laughs> 2040 who's glad <laughs> i am one guy i am i remember remember 20 years ago when we had that pandemic <laughs> we're still rocking uh, after zeta beta <laughs> came out whatever oh, variant that would be yeah yeah we'll be on COVID 2021 by then right COVID 19 that's in the past, Tony. <laughs> We're in the future now. Uh, That's a good segment to get into some comic books, because uh, the future is what I read. Ooh. Wait, wait how far in the future? Uh, just the year 2000. Well, actually, it's not even that. Wait, like, did he the say the year 2000? 2000? That's in the past. No, the walking, you know where we're at, right? The, the Walking Dead uh, 2000. What is this? Oh, like? Okay. Or Rick Grimes 2000, the... Oh, okay. It's like Back to the Future. The future of 2003. The, the story in the Skybound X uh, books that have come out. And as I spoke more of it last week, that this is going to go throughout this whole, you know, these issues. The first one, I felt had a few more pages than this one. This one felt kind of quick, but all I'm going to say is anything can go. This is... This is worth the whole book just for these few pages of the story. Does it feel like he took the ideas from all the fan theories over the years and he's just like, you know what, we'll make these real? I think it's just let's mash what fun-loving things with characters that people would know and just do it. Like, he's got the lightsaber now from from a shown from the last yep. uh, issue. And, you know, people are dying. And without saying some people that are getting ripped in half, but then... The bad alien saying that pretty much they can just make you alive again, hmm. so anything can kind of go. Do you do these? Do they explain the science behind how they make them alive? No, and they don't need to. I'm just saying. I don't care. I just want to know if they feel the pain and remember the pain of dying. Do they? Oh, go like the, after oh. you're put back together? Yeah, because yeah, that's one thing, right? If you're uh, an alien, you're getting into like your... a long-term series well, question I mean, there. When 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 you're a person that gets ripped in half and you're still just talking regularly i don't think that they're really caring so much okay. about the pain okay now the only reason why i just want to bring this up is because it reminded me of one of my favorite characters that the death was actually like holy shit but it was andrea 
Did you read the books? No. Okay. I read like a handful here and there, and well, none of them in order. But she was the blonde chick that, yeah, that I can't. That was predominant in the comic books, and who was? They killed her off real early in the show, right? Or they... yeah, she was the one that died. Like once they had that little encampment with the camper outside, like they were in the woods or whatever. You know, she's she made it. She through. sided with the governor. Yeah. Oh, she so made it through halfway okay. through, but that's why I hated the show and stopped watching it because they made her such a a weak character. Mm-hmm. And well, they call that a Daisy Sue when it's a character that just needs to be Mary saved. Sue. Mary Sue. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but not even that. They made her a where, real bitch. Yeah, pretty much. So she was she, a real she bitch. Sold them oh. out and everything. Where Andrea in the comic books, she ended up marrying Rick, mm-hmm. and her death was even more be like hurtful because that was the person that Rick fell in love with and then was there throughout the apocalypse. And she was the best fucking shooter in the fucking world. Like she just became that like sniper person that when they needed someone like hidden somewhere, she was just shooting them off. And in the show, they made Carol kind of who she should have been just an older version. So when she died, it was like, wow anyone truly could die that was one that we're like if you're that close with rick like even though some other people have you plot died armor. off they yeah associative they, plot armor yeah <laughs> and and so i was just happy and this is kind of spoiling the end of this but if you're picking this up anyways for all the other comics i won't re- spoil them just her showing up just made me like happy because i was like i forgot all about that and the loss and don't worry they can take it from a, you again <laughs> that's what I'm afraid of. Actually. Like, I'm not willing to put my heart out. I don't want to get hurt again. Yeah. They will. They'll yeah. hurt you again. I'm just bracing myself. That's yeah. why I'm saying it now so that next week, if you come in here and I'm crying, <laughs> I'll just leave and be like, oh, God. Instead of just assuming it's his day to day crying, we'll have to ask yeah, yeah, him yeah. to make sure. <laughs> Tony, are you regular crying or is this a special crying? Yeah. Is this comic- normal crying or comic book crying? <laughs> Let us know. Be like, well, I watched an anime before you guys got here. <laughs> Anime crying. Uh, Yet another version. Well, you'll know that because he'll have his waifu pillow. He'll be holding it tight. <laughs> the afterwards. the tears will only be gathered in the bottom of his yeah, eyeball. Yeah, yeah. Like, never, he'll never actually leave his eyes. <laughs> be like oceans of water in the bottom of his eyes. <laughs> or then, and then they'll just waterfalls. come spraying. Yes. <laughs> Projectile straight ahead. That's perfect. Oh, um, another book that I, I read was Ninjak number one. Now, I haven't read Valiant... I don't even know. They when. had a real resurgence there for a hot minute, where they were really pushing things real hard. Kind of fell off. Well, and I know a big thing is during the pandemic. I mean, we're still in it, but like the first year of it, um, especially for you people listening to this in the future. How many years are we into this now? Uh, <laughs> oh. That they they weren't doing digital, where a lot more companies were when some of the comic books places were closed. And I don't think they shipped during those days, too. So they're a bit behind on some of their stories. But I, I don't know all the ins and outs of that. But even before the pandemic, I read a handful here and there. More Exo Man of War mm. um, and some of their events that they did. Ninjak I always wanted to get into. But Ninjak seemed to be like one of the more established characters going on that I didn't know where to pick up. And so now I do feel this is... Well, it's a number one. Right. But also it's a number one because, yeah, they haven't been around in a while. And even in the, the back of this book, the, the writer uh, was saying how we, it's hard to 
take an established character and do that. But he's like, Ninjak is pretty much a psyops ninja. That's about it. Mm-hmm. Like, there's not a whole much to, like, have to know the background. Oh, he's, he mentioned some name of um, M- MI6 that you knew as well. Pretty much knowing those two names and just that he's a ninja, like, secret That's all agent. That's you need to know. Yep. And MI6. And so... Going into that, that's pretty much what I did, and that is pretty much how this whole thing starts, is him being an agent. Actually, it starts off with two other agents talking in a pub, and it what seemed like someone that had psychic powers that was trying to, like, read their minds, and in so doing... Oh my like, god, that art is awesome. In so doing, it, it, like, fried their brains, but also fried hers, so I don't know if that was... Or if... She, Oh, actually, fuck. Never mind. I know exactly what happened in this, because now I know what happened later on that I totally disassociated with. (laughs) She did get the passwords to the MI6 and everything, because later on it's revealed that all these secret uh, operatives have been, uh, they're secret, what is it? Not secret cover, undercover, like, aliases. Secret identities? Yes. Well, no, they're aliases, because they're they're spying on places so they have to sneak in and pretend they're someone else their covers was blown pretty much and you just see like panels of just people dying like this like you know south africa or in russia or you know some other place and it these people are getting their phones are just beeping and that's the second half of the book the first half is just kind of establishing ninjack is kind of being a good person um but also what he kind of knows and doesn't know and who he is and ultimately i'm just like there for this book did they follow that art style throughout the whole book mm-hmm. because the cover is is very, very different. different so when you crack it open to get that sort of like it's very 70s like style of art which is weird for a character like ninjack first of all well he was but also like i dig it a whole lot I so I, I wasn't gonna really mention the art because it's now growing on me that I do appreciate it a little bit more. But I remember the lo- the few times that I've read some of Valiant's books looked more like the cover art, yes. like that kind of style. Yes. And so this being a little more, I don't know what you. It looks like Tintin. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, it the child spy. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah. I was a little put off by that because I was like, I wanted to see some more, like, sur- not even surreal, more real-life-looking ninja action. Sure. But what they did with this and just some of the the shading and the backgrounds and the colors, like, it does really make some of the action pop in ways that you wouldn't think for just I love it. Having, so... It makes me want to read it. Well, the- it is a very good uh, story so far, uh, especially with where... It seems to be going, um, yeah. So awesome. That's all I want to say about that. I'm I'm really happy to read about spy ninjas. Nice. Written by Jeff Parker. Art by awesome art by Javier Pulido. Javier's killing it. I li- I like it when they don't they don't match the style to the vibe of the book. For some reason, it makes me really happy. <laughs> <laughs> um, one other one that I want to just briefly mention because. I was on a big Spider-Man kick for a while. Yes. And then I pretty much haven't picked it up in a while. Overdosed, yeah. yeah. And I've just also been getting sick of all the 
I mean, mainly it's more Venom. And actually, I read more Venom in the last five years than I have Spider-Man, I feel like. Well, you gotta think we did, so we went real heavy on the um, Spider-Verse. Like, not the first one, because, I mean, we did on that one, Mm -hmm. too. But then they did the second Spider-Verse, and then they did the follow-up from that with the with Doc Ock and that his version of Spider-Man mm-hmm. and then we had Ghost Peter and, and all that <laughs> even even past that even past that it was just a whole lot of Spider-Man for a really long time so this uh I picked this up cuz it's Sinister War um number the Spider-Man Sinister War number 1 and I'm like hmm okay that sounds interesting enough and you started off in You'll never guess who's behind things, guys. Oh, God. It's finally showing up. Finally. Which also made me happy. So Doctor Strange is talking to Mephisto uh, in his tower that's in Vegas. And just going on about how things are, you know, he's kind of up to things. Doctor Strange's tower or Mephisto's tower? Who has Mephisto a tower? He has, has a tower yeah. in Vegas? That's what I was like. It's, that makes at first sense. I was like, wait, why does Dr. Strange have a Vegas tower? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so he's visiting, trying to figure out what's uh, his scheme this time. And as he was saying, you know, you know, he can't take anything that's against the things. that He has to be given it freely. So that's why the devil always tricks you in things. And we all know about one more day and all that. And I always also, in that scene, I love just the idea of you being like, the bad guy's up to something. Let's go ask him. I just love the idea that he just shows up at his house. He's like, hey, what are you up to lately? And Mephisto's the kind of guy who's going to tell you. But then obviously there's going to be manipulation potentially in it. But And that's the thing. So that's kind of like the framing narrative of this. Because at the end of this issue two, it goes back to them. And I really don't know where this is going. But partway through the beginning of reading this, uh, Kindred, who I know is a newer character in the last like year or half, two years... Um, I know a little bit about him, but not enough. Oh, they had a whole event based around Yeah, when him, he right? first kind of came yeah. in. I think I know who he is, but I don't want to misspeak, so I, I won't. I will have to read up a little wow, bit more. Wow, we're growing as a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Finally. <laughs> and so... I started reading this and, and and I'm like I know all these players and then I just stopped and I go, fuck, I have heard this story millions of times before though, mm. because the same thing like I was just bitching a month ago about the whole King in Black and thank God that's over, even though now we're getting into a Carnage one so it's like same thing only more psychotic and human. We've seen so many Sinister Six yeah iterations that do we need another? No, but yes. Well, I think that's one of the things. This is this highlights like a bigger issue, right? I mean, how many times do we fight the same guys until we're like, okay, are they? You know, do we just get rid of those guys again? You're right. Or how do you make them creative? Right. They only had like you know fourteen resets of the universe that you know, then get a new round, but you know we might need to start creating some new guys yeah. and offloading the, the old guys. The thing that happens is when you kill off an, a bad guy, then their kid just comes back and yeah. it's like, Rhino 2. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a D&D campaign. Ha ha, my son, Bino. I mean, and there is no right or wrong, because, yeah, it is great sometimes when your favorite bad guy comes back from being dead. And, right. And I know that lots of people love Sinister Six. I feel like this is, again, one of those things of, 
Spider-Man was supposed to come out this year without the pandemic, and so they had this plan with synergy and all oh. that, but that's oh. me just reading too much into comic books and, and movies happening at the same time. But I got over that whole hump of, God, we've seen this before, because, again, this is a different story, and it really evolved from when there was the Savage Six at first, which were all people that have been one at one point or the other, the Sinister Six. And then Doc Ock shows up with his Sinister Six, even though missing Mysterio, but Mysterio's in here too. And those two bad guys start fighting, those two teams. Bad guy fight. And that's where I really started enjoying it. Because now if they're going to have... There was a flash page of like all these people that seem to have been part of a something six against Spider-Man, uh, whatever iteration that is. And there were so many of them that I was like, oh, yeah, they were at one point. Yep, they were too. But seeing both those teams fight against each other to try to get the prize, I, I was like... What's the prize? Well, they were going after Mysterio. Um, Mysterio is the prize? Well, it seems MJ is. I'm still confused all with right. what's going on and who's all behind right. it all. <laughs> Listen, I just want to know what prize we're getting. All right? <laughs> if I want to put in this word. Is it a lady? <laughs> That's fucked up. <laughs> well, Even for fucking Spider-Man villains. Well, they were at MJ's uh, premiere for a movie that Mysterio was really in charge of. Um, and actually, MJ knew about. So, Peter was a little pissed in the scene. Because she's like, he's trying to reform and he's not a bad guy now. And he, she, he pretty much kidnaps MJ, saying this is how it needs to be. Kindred's in the background that then seems to have got Spider-Man. It's like, I don't know if this is Mysterio shit going on. It sounds like a fucking soap opera. Isn't that all comics? Not all of them, but yeah. Ultimately, I'll say I'm confused, but also... <laughs> Horny. <laughs> Where'd you get that from? I am both I scared just... and aroused. <laughs> do you want to keep reading it? Yes, I do. Okay. That's the thing. Uh, the biggest thing is, I've said five times now, just seeing what iterations are going to show up now. If this is going to be the Sinister War, then it's obviously going to be... Something's going on right. with the bad guys that I feel like it's going to be more their story than Peter Parker. Remember when they did the, what was the war they did in D.C. between the bad guys? The recent one. Was it Riddler or was it Joker? Oh, it was the, the war of jokes and riddles. Yeah. Was that what it was? Yeah. You were right on both accounts. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, I like a good story that's focused on the bad guys every once in a while. I think that's what... You know, I, we, we talked about it before, but that's what the MCU showed us, right? We can love the villain as much as the... I mean, the MCU was great because of Thanos. I mean, the heroes were also great too, right? But having some cool villains mm -hmm. get you excited too. I think that is one one area they could lean... You know, comics writers can lean more into is like... You don't have to be an anti-hero, right? You don't have to be a Venom. You can just be a bad guy who's just... I kind of wish I could do the things this bad guy is doing. Mm -hmm. He's got good reasons. He's not just an insane man. But, but yeah, it, it again. I'm like, all right, this is a cool place to start on Spider-Man. Sounds again. like it did its job. If you want to read the next one, yeah. But I still don't know what all his ins and outs are. Like he was with MJ, who is a movie star now. They seem to be together. He hinted at like you know wanting to ask her to marry her again, and also again the Mephisto seemed like he was hinting at one more day. So it was stuff going to come out of this that he then remembers or does he remember now 
Was that the one? Okay, wait. Remind me of what One More Day was. That was erasing that he was ever married to MJ yes, and forgetting right. and all that. But he gave him the ideal sort of thing first, right? Wasn't there like a, this whole beautiful sort of storyline that happened and then the motherfucker well, erased it? Well, yes, but that was also just in the comics. And then this was to pretty much reset so that all of his people wouldn't get hurt again, too. Um, so that new and no yeah. one knew who his identity was. I remember a lot of people being real pissed off by that storyline. Because, well, it was the biggest one of, like, comics can finally change and people can grow up together. And... Right. No, Just kidding. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck Fooled you. you. <laughs> Fuck you, Batman creators. Take the chance. <laughs> no wonder she didn't want to marry him. <laughs> We thought it was all about heroes not going down. Turns around. <laughs> oh, man. All Lens, right. What book did you read? So I read a book called Savage Hearts. It was the first one. And I read it because the synopsis of it was this. She's a brawny barbarian bruiser with a broken heart. And he's a lonely beast man who talks to dinosaurs. Okay. I was like not on board and then you said talks to dinosaurs and i was like oh i'm back on board again <laughs> i was like another beast man okay whatever <laughs> what happens when they team up against an evil sorcerer <laughs> so um plus the art in it was really cool and i i have to so he this is our this is our lady barbarian whoa and she is endowed she's in, endowed, in all the ways muscular yeah. like thighs that could crack she's a got, walnut she's got some dragon ball z super saiyan style hair that's why snoo snoo yeah thank you yes that's exactly what it is Very, <laughs> amazon uh, yeah. from futurama <laughs> and the the guy like she's what she's going on this adventure through the forest trying to find this evil sorcerer guy and she's got her sidekicks with her whose names are foe and foe and they're spelled two different ways and they're married and they're kind of like the comedic sort of backdrop in the story wait all three of them are married or just foe and foe just foe and foe are married so foe foe f-o and foe (laughs) p-h-e-a-u-x are you sure that's how you're supposed to pronounce them that's foe yeah no it's fuchs (laughs) foe in french um (laughs) um and then the and her name's Bronwyn, which is a very sort of barbarian chick name, right? Um, and they come across, well, they walk through where this beast man that he's referred to is like hanging out with his little dinosaur. And he sees her and it's like one of those instant love things where he's like, holy shit. I want a piece of that. So as one does, <laughs> he creates this elaborate thing where he gets one of the dinosaurs to like steal her axe. And then he, you know, gets the axe back from the dinosaur and saves the day sort of thing. And then convinces her to, to use him as her guide through the, through the forest or whatever. And, and I don't want to give much more to, there's not actually much more to the plot. Like when I gave you the synopsis of the book, right. Where boy meets girl girl barbarian boy beast man evil sorcerer like you kind of play out that plot in your head you know what it's gonna look like and it is that like there's no surprises in the story here not really um the writing though is funny like he comes up with nicknames for her constantly like he's always got a new sort of alliterative name to call her as he's talking to her so is this like 
Like he has thirty names in this book, or well, it's just like his little pet names for okay. this for this barbarian woman that he just met, and she clearly wants nothing to fucking do with him. <laughs> Let's be clear, it's not classic like classic a... man just going around, and woman wants nothing to do with him. And it's not a co love at first sight. It's just a horn dog man chasing after a woman who just wants to use him for his guide skills. <laughs> <laughs> um. But it was, it was just, it was a fun read. And, you know, there's going to be some stuff that goes down with the evil sorcerer. And he's, the evil sorcerer is like your very generic sort of evil sorcerer type so far. So no surprises there. But it was like, it was like if you watched, did you ever watch the old D&D cartoon yeah, animated series? It's like those people grow, <laughs> those people grew up. And then did like a, a comic book of a similar vein, but also horny. <laughs> this is why she had horny on the mind. <laughs> and funny, right? It's funny too. So um, it's from Image. Let me make sure. Nope, I'm sorry. It's from Dark Horse. Uh, written by Aubrey Sitterson and art by Jed Doherty. So that's an interesting takeaway too, right? It's written by a woman. So you don't really get these sort of barbarian tales usually written by a woman. So I think that'll be... It's some boy with uh, who became a man and <laughs> never got to express his boyhood <laughs> desires. Right, right. Someone read this. <laughs> I thought it was fun. That's so cool. I'd keep reading it for sure. Nice. Cool, cool. I didn't read a book. That's I'll, fine. I'll admit it. I... Uh... He was doing housework. I, well, housework this weekend, but the, my free time was filled with prepping... Uh, to kill Tony's character in D and D tomorrow. I look forward your to it. <laughs> snake guy. Yes. Yeah. Very. <laughs> it's not like our halfling that we have in the group. He's a very sneaky snake. Oh man. Uh, yeah, that was a fun. We first should session. do. We should do like a a co like a side podcast where Tony and I come in and just describe to you. Uh, what the podcast mm. is, and we see how long until you don't care anymore. Oh, and then we'll just end the episode right there. Okay. Yeah. They're gonna be short. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe bite-sized pieces, right? Maybe I don't know something yeah, funny you know, a lot and of hilarious. Like critical Role. That's yeah. four hours, so oh, I mean, God. you can make twenty minutes. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it depends. <laughs> uh, depends on how many technical words you use. Don't talk about stats because I oh, don't no. fucking care. We'll about leave the that numbers shit. out. I'll you know I'll make it very flavorful and like okay. colorful. You know, well, I mean, language. yeah, but stats are just like always there. Like how Black Widow is not making as much money as she, the movie did last week. Like those are stats, Lens. You like, took my line, Tony. <laughs> the fact that both of you were going in that direction yeah, almost just like, throw up. Stats, I got stats. <laughs> so, Tony, tell me about these Black Widow stats. Well, the stats aren't looking good, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I didn't use Jim. I was just thinking of like a weird broadcasting name. Yeah. Uh, so as we had spoken last week, how much money it made. Now it it dropped drastically. A lot. Yeah. yeah. It only made twenty six million at the domestic box office. What was office. last week? Eighty one or something uh, like that. Yeah, domestic was eighty one. I mean, with the, I think also overseas was eighty, and then like Disney Plus was like sixty or something mm-hmm. that they had last yeah. week so it made massive money last week but now it didn't make anything yeah yeah it got beat by space uh, jam space jam oh god which actually is getting panned pretty universally so to be beat by something that's 
Well, people are just hungry trash. to go to the theater. They are, yeah. Honestly. Anything new comes out. Um, but they all went the first weekend. The people who are going to still go to the theater mm-hmm. right right now all went in the first weekend. And then the people like Anthony and I who were like, I don't know if I want to be an opening weekend numbers, but yeah, I'll yeah. still go to the theater, went this weekend. And next weekend, I bet you it'll drop off even more. Yeah, but the thing is this, though. The National Association of Theater Owners... Which uh, NATO. NATO. <laughs> I, that till now. I was reading the article and I was like, NATO got involved. And I was like, oh, wait, it's a, I never read the anagram. Uh, so they kind of released something to pretty much say, well, this is pretty much uh, all due to Disney having it also simul streaming on Disney Plus. Yeah, but Space Jam's doing that too. You can see that on Yeah, and yeah, HBO. and the box office people are probably gonna be pissed about not getting that revenue, which is they rightly kind of are. I've always looked at it as Disney doesn't care and no. obviously Disney doesn't because they get their money, but then there are other people involved as well that I do see that some of that revenue wasn't shared amongst them during during this time. And I know that they probably don't want this to keep going on, but I also, the counter offer to that is, I think the people that stayed at home and watched it, you would have gotten a pittance of those people going out. Yeah, I mean, I get their, I get their argument, uh, NATO's argument, the idea that um, the they were basically saying it wasn't so much that Weekend 2 would have necessarily been bigger, but they were also arguing that Disney itself lost out on money, right? Because Disney still gets a portion of ticket sales, so the more people that go to the theater, the more money movie. But don't money they get they make. all the money is from Disney Plus? Well, that's the thing. Well, they were saying that so many people would be like duplicate repeats because they would see the movie in theaters, then they would see it. You know, they would buy it. They were they were like complaining about the streaming nature well, itself. They're just they're being money, archaic but... and not realizing there's still a fucking pandemic. Because before times, yes, all of what they're saying is true. Yeah. People would see it multiple times. They would do that. Now we're just trying to get people to go to the theaters, and I don't think they would get as much as they think. I think it's an example of, you know, and you see this in a lot of a lot of companies. I've seen it in mine. Um, just management struggled to use metrics or anything to mm-hmm. determine how well the company was doing all last year, and then this year now that stuff has started to open again, they're like, oh my god, okay, we can go back to the metrics that I've been using for 40 years. Yeah, And it's like, sorry, no. It's going to be like 2024 or something like that when uh, it eventually is back to the normal, quote-unquote, that you could actually use those metrics. So, Yeah, it's a 67.5% drop, and it's the most that has ever happened ever in all of cinema, I think. But again... At least in even more than uh, Batman v Superman or whatever one. It's the nut. Well, Marvel specifically. It's I did see that it's the worst drop of any Marvel movie ever. Because didn't the Batman v Superman one have a giant drop after that first that weekend? Anyway, actually, yeah, and there's probably tons of movies that people thought would be you great. Know, and then... I will say this though, I like movie theaters, and, and I can... don't want movie theaters to disappear. Right, I don't want like the video killed the radio star kind of situation right. where. It becomes just an archaic piece of past because a movie theater, in in essence, the experience is timeless, right? Uh, we don't have movie theaters at our homes. We're never going to have movie theaters at our homes, regardless of how big and fancy our TVs are. Yeah. Just the nice, it's like going out to dinner, right? Right. I could probably make anything that's out at a restaurant at home, but it's nice to have the movie out. And so I get that they're complaining, but I think that they need to 
it's the it's the cable channel, right? Netflix came out. Cable didn't respond in a competitive way. They just complained to the government and started whining about Netflix is breaking the standard. And it's like, uh, yeah, people want this. And mm-hmm. instead of it took them what a, a pandemic before everybody's like, it's our channel plus Paramount plus, you know, yeah, plus oh yeah, and Disney yeah. plus and uh discovery plus they're all pluses now right because they are like oh we have to right, right. option don't wait till you have to get ahead of it so theater owners need to do something a little bit fancier which i'd say we've seen a lot more local stuff more anime uh, our local theaters are doing a lot more anime mm-hmm. movies than they used to mm-hmm. branching out instead of traditional blockbusters and stuff like that they're not going to get disney you know no matter how much they complain they're not going to get Disney to stop streaming. No, no one else God, will either, they don't right? Fuck. Yeah. I mean, think about it. It it cost, you know, it probably costs like five percent of what it costs to put it into the theaters to put it on Disney Plus. Uh, the Bo Burnham special. Yeah, on, inside. Yeah. It is going to be in theaters on Thursday for like a one day event, right? So you can go to the theater and watch it on the big screen if you want. That's a smart idea. Yes. Because you're creating scarcity, right? <laughs> it's only going to be one day. And also, like, it was an amazing, great special, special that he put out. So, you know, doing more things. And it's like revitalizing, that. right? Because it came out what, like, three, two, three months ago yeah. at least, or something. Yep. And so now we've got like everybody's watched it. And it's kind of the reverse of what NATO was yelling about. They were saying like, well, once it's done in theaters, everyone will rewatch it when it comes to a more convenient platform or something like that. It's like, yeah, kind of, but I only have so much time in a right. day. Right. So we watched it for free. Well, not free because you pay for the subscription, but we watched it. We liked it. Mm-hmm. And now we want to experience it on a bigger format. Yes. Yep. So, I mean, now, as to the content of Black Widow, I very much enjoyed it. It was great. I liked it a lot. I thought the ending was appropriate. The secret scene was appropriate. I just thought it was like, if I felt very balanced about the movie, like, leaving. I thought everything seemed in place. Yep. It was a cool it was story. Good. It didn't, like try to like weirdly rewrite assumptions of what happened between the Captain America movies and stuff. Um, and it was just like a cool adventure. It so. explained like why she was all of a sudden blonde, which I appreciated. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> just like them, the way you do your superhero landing. <laughs> and oh my the God. way you do your hair. <laughs> yeah, she's like, oh, I felt so dirty. <laughs> that, that was my favorite line of all movies I've seen. And then yep. she did it and she's like, oh, yeah. gross. Like, <laughs> yeah, she sold me over. Can I just point out that I called out that I thought Taskmaster was going to be a lady, like before they even, when they first announced this movie, and I was super duper duper right. Okay, cool for you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, a classic. I told you so. <laughs> I don't re- remember that. Um, I'm sure we have it recorded somewhere. And... <laughs> She's going to spend hours just listening. No, <laughs> but I also don't think that I ever denied that. No, or you, really cared because. I'm just pointing out that I was right. Um, and I thought it was cool. It was well it made done, sense. right? Yes, it did make sense. And they really, oh, I just loved what they did with that character because they, they really spent a lot of time making sure that she used a bunch of different fighting styles. Oh, from, and the like, fact that like, she a did fan like the Black notices. Panther yep. like sort of stance with the claws. I was like, yeah, and she did like the cross arm, like the Wakanda Forever yeah. claws out and then brought it down. She did, you know, Captain America's moves, yep, Hawkeye, Hawkeye's and, moves. Yeah, yep. that was just really cool. And Someone else would be like, oh, cool fighting. And like a Marvel fan, you're like, oh my God. Right. I remember that move, you know, from this movie, blah, blah, blah. Obviously, The Shield was really cool. Yeah. It was and awesome. And, you know, very female dominated film mm-hmm. as far as roles. None of the men were gimmicky. None of the women were pathetic, you know, right? 
even when somebody had to be saved, they were potentially strong. Um, and what uh, Red Guardian, I thought was oh hol- hilarious and not stupid. Right? He's obviously a bit of an idiot, and yeah. a, he very much is that high school basketball coach that's living his heydays vicariously through sure. his children. <laughs> but so good. Yeah, very good. I like so the guy that he the arm wrestles and breaks. Oh yeah, his arm. That's supposed to be Ursa Major, which is one of the other heroes that was mm-hmm. on the squad that he was on back in the day. And Ursa Major is in the comic books a mutant, right? So the connection, right? <laughs> How weird would it be if they use that as the connection to like bring in like X Men? They're like, they're, yeah, screw they're all the rest. Slowly just dropping them in there. Yep. Only for the keen of eye and not in mind, you know. But yeah, it was great. It was a really great movie. And you know what? It was nice to watch knowing what happens and and kind of like still being able to and That's what you like you pointed out last week, Tony. That feeling of, ah, what's gonna happen? You're like, wait, she can't die. She's in the next movie. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I always think yeah. of Lincoln. Did you ever see the Daniel Day Lewis one? Oh, right. I know what happens to the amendment. It gets passed. I've I've been in history class, but it was like, <laughs> oh my god, they're getting a lot of no's. Is it gonna pass? And then I was like, wait a minute, I'm an idiot. I, <laughs> this is U.S. history. Yeah, so. real good stuff. Very good. Do you want to get into your gaming stuff that you brought? We got a lot. So uh, Tony actually messaged me about this one, um, and I was like hot on the news trail for it. Probably the biggest one is the Steam Deck. So anybody that has a Switch, it's just been uh, outdated by quite a bit. So the Steam Deck looks almost exactly like a Switch. Uh, It doesn't have detachable controllers um, like a Switch does. So it looks like the light, if you've ever had the light. Um, The only difference is that it basically has, it's a, you know, buttons are a little bit different places, but it has mouse pads on it. Basically hmm. like little finger things so you can move the, a mouse around the screen and you can play most computer games on it. Um, hmm. so the only exceptions are is a list a small list of exceptions. But well, it does have some memory uh, limitations. Yep, yep. And so it's like there's there are some games is it that... the screen so like the switch, the screen is on the Yep, the screen's on the device. So, but can you also connect it to your television? I believe so. I believe it has a uh... You can. Uh, it doesn't have a, a definite docking station for it yet. Uh, but they're a third party at the very least will invent one in like right. a month of release. Well it should be able to hook up to any USB C type um, connection. Uh, I don't know how then you'd play with the, the. I mean, I guess if you had a long enough cord, you'd play with the thumbsticks still too. But I didn't know if it like cast. You know, I no. could cast my phone onto the television at this point. I mean, I'm sure it can. Now it's got a hell of a good yeah screen and processor and all that. I'm not sure exactly the prices. I know that there's three different tiers, I believe, but I also don't think this is going to hurt as much as to Nintendo's bottom line is. Valve thinks it because it's Valve, right? Yep, Valve. Yep. yep. Uh, because I wish they would focus on games and not gaming systems. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> now it's it's they haven't made a game in forever. <laughs> they have a huge co- huge catalog of Steam. Yes, yeah. huge cock. That huge cock there. <laughs> I was trying to say catalog and 
choked on my own words there. <laughs> Those huge words. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty long words. And but those games aren't the you know the same type of games that people are getting a switch for anyways right um and not not only that though too it's uh we know about nintendo switch we also are are young enough and we play games to know about this Mm -hmm. but my parents know about a switch they wouldn't know or care about this yeah this is definitely not necessarily targeted to the switch crowd specifically right but the big thing is that it is a mobile PC gaming device, right? So it plays probably like 99% of the Steam library. Uh, runs on Linux. So, But even though it runs on Linux, it still actually plays most Windows games. Really the only games that you can't play very well are like the competitive multiplayer like shooters like Fortnite, Apex Legends, stuff like that. But control like all the modern like arcade games and stuff are really good i did look it up it does have a dock i do have an official dock and the dock's got like display port hdmi uh usb c usb uh, a which was like the classic one uh it's got a network port so you can do like hard wired network instead of that so and then you know it, it works with like traditional uh gaming things so you know they're actually looking to kind of replace the gaming laptop right this is where it would really be helpful because it's mobile like the gaming laptop conveniently fits in your hand much better than a gaming laptop doesn't burn your lap priced like a gaming laptop it is four hundred dollars it is priced less than a gaming laptop it is gonna be 399 is that the the middle tier or is that the uh i'd have to look at the tiers but it also has an expandable sd card so uh slot so like the switch if you know the switch you can get like a 16 gig version and then throw in like a you know i think the max is like a terabyte but you throw in a terabyte sd card it costs like 30 40 bucks and you'll never use that much space right Right. so same thing with Hmm. valve and you know with internet typically being better now you could just download re-download and delete games as you play them um, it's pretty, I mean, it's pretty huge. It kind of came out of nowhere. There I'd seen like yeah. no rumors oh, it, for it. Right. All. It definitely came out of nowhere. And that's one thing that I think, uh, they're doing great about, uh, not their marketing side, but of trying to stop scalpers is that since having said this, you know, everyone that has already scalped PlayStation fives and this and that are going to be jumping on just to, to buy these right away. Well, they are not, uh, their pre-sale is on sale right now and, the only people that can order these are anyone that has a Steam account with good standing that has purchased a game before June of 2021. Yep. Mm. So all these new scalper, sure, there's probably some in the community, but if they're buying it anyways, well, they're then probably they, going to want to. they can only get to. one. One, right. Yeah. yeah. Yep. But that stops people from making new new accounts and, Just and doing this. Right. Yeah, it's which, a very clever way. And not everyone can do it, right? I mean... Nintendo can't necessarily do it. You don't necessarily have to create a Nintendo account and purchase through it. Yeah. You know, if you're a parent, your kid, you're like, oh, my kid's not going on the internet. Why would I need an account? They, right. You know, they don't make it that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, I've, I have seen some scalpers have put things online and, like, guaranteed delivery, you know, like, it's pre-order, blah, blah, blah. But everyone's going to be like, eh, you know, fuck you. Right. <laughs> yeah. I can get Hopefully. one. Hopefully. Don't buy from those people. Yes. Well, I have an account. I haven't played the games in well over years, but I bought a shit ton back on their sales at least five years ago. So yeah. I guess I could get one. Yeah. 
And I mean, it runs pretty much even like older games, right? There are older library games. If you bought them something in like 2014, 2015, it's still going to work. Nice. On this. Um, this isn't the first time. I feel like the phrase steam machine is really. Steam, they actually said, you know, a lot of articles are talking about the fail yes. of the steam machine. Right? Okay. But it's because they were trying to replace the console. Good luck getting into something that's not named Xbox or PS. Right. Right. You know, and that, and then, or if it has the word Nintendo on it with some wackiness to it, you know, with their console. But this really hits the PC crowd who want to be gamers on the go without this gigantic 15.6 inch, right? Like this with the dock takes up less space than a gaming laptop by itself will. So the portability is huge. So sold. Yeah, 400 bucks. I mean, that's the same, it's the same cost as a Switch. Play Portal 2 over and over and over again, because I think yeah. that's the only game I have mm-hmm. on Steam. <laughs> um, I, the timing also is more expanded in uh, the expanded gaming. It's also good, because the Switch came out recently with their kind of, like, updated version. Um, it still doesn't have 1080p. Or, sorry, I think it has 1080p. It still doesn't have 4K. 4K. Right? This is going to have 4K on it. Right? It's got HDMI, display port, so I it's like... I don't care all about that. Like, but if you... Th- if, if the game is shit, I don't need it shinier than the other person. Like, <laughs> You don't need the shiny shit? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it runs modern... I mean, it, again, it runs modern games. It runs, like, Cyberpunk and, uh, you know, modern he graphical games. He didn't want the shiny shit. But think about... <laughs> The, the actual shit that's also shiny shit that's Cyberpunk 2077. I mean, think of it. Uh, 40, 40 watt hour battery. I don't I don't know what that is. They say like seven to eight hours, but okay, four. Okay, some of the More games like that hours. that thing is playing, though, is going to turn that thing into a nuclear brick, like yeah. how hot that that machine is going to be running. Yeah. All in all, though, we will. Uh, I'm sure we will play it when you buy yours and bring it around. <laughs> Because I know yeah, you. I'll I'll set it up on my desk uh, or my uh, media center and play it there. Um, other gaming news: uh, Power Wash Simulator yeah. is getting some really good reviews. It's been out for a little what? bit. Yeah, yeah. Well, the reason I brought it up is because obviously it's hilarious, so, right? What? Yep. It's one. It is had made tens of thousands of sales. Like tens of thousands of people have bought it on Steam. Um, Doesn't it just piss you off? I bet you you could have made this game. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's <laughs> I I've actually played a game. It's called Visceral Cleanup, and it's literally like you show up after a massive like murder type thing has happened. It's usually like super. They have like themes, right? So it's like alien spaceship. So the movie Aliens, where there's guts everywhere on the ship, you're the guy who comes through with a bucket and picks up all the flesh and sprays down all the walls and mops it, and that's the game. Right and very well, relaxing. Okay, I guess relaxing. Yeah, but think of, think uh, like farming simulator. You know that kind of thing. You're just going around doing a silly thing. Those are jobs, not <laughs> games. But it it's a you can get the fun enjoyment of power washing something without the sweat or actual exhaustion of power washing <laughs> yeah, <it's> something. Like, <laughs> just that sentence. I would actually rather power wash something. <laughs> um. I'd have to look up the reviews, but it's got like a 9 out of 10, basically. That's what people are viewing it. It doesn't hide... Uh, there's a... Um, you know, I'll show you guys the picture. Basically, here's a house. It's dirty, and you gotta clean it. So you just go back and forth. So power Mario washing. Sunshine? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go out back and forth and power I mean, I guess wash that, the... that was kind of yeah, a but fun you, game. That, I mean, but you got rewarded. There was more to it than just fucking spraying some fake dirt <laughs> off of a... Yeah. 
house. All right, uh, my last one today uh, for gaming news, at least. This one's exciting: Nickelodeon fighting game. So it sounds weird. You're like, why are we doing this? They actually plan to make it competitive on the level of Super Smash Brothers wow. with Nintendo characters. So characters in Nickelodeon it. Nickelodeon characters. Nickelodeon characters. So Patrick Star is one of them. Uh, from Ren and Stimpy, they've got like Buttered Toast Man or whatever his name was. Powdered Toast Man. Powdered Toast, Toast Man, there you go. Yeah. Um, so he's one of the characters in it. Uh, Leonardo, the Ninja Turtle, is in it. You've got uh, Danny Phantom. That sounds... Okay, well, hey, I love Smash Brothers. Yeah. And I'm loving all these characters you're saying. So, honestly, I'm, I will buy this <laughs> if it's as good as Smash Brothers. Because there are so many dumb licensed fighting games yep. that just suck. Yep, yep. So you're telling me that it's going to be good. Uh, yeah, they've actually... Um, he personally guarantees that it's going to be good. I can't personally guarantee. <laughs> I will not put my stamp on it until I play it. I've learned my lesson with pre-orders. Um, <laughs> but they've they're actually releasing, like, uh, move sets like move lists of the characters what they can do and they're very like on brand while simultaneously actually being cool for fighting him right like super smash brothers you got a bunch of mostly nintendo characters and you know bowser breathes fire will obviously breathe fire so it's right again it's on brand but also breathing fire it is a cool thing to do you know shooting uh giant balls as a pokemon you know whatever it is uh the i don't think there's any giant balls in the Nintendo or Nickelodeon game, <laughs> but uh, you'll see Nigel Thornberry is in it. Invader Zim oh, is in it. So what what platform is it going to be on? Uh, all the consoles. Okay, cool. It's going to be on. Yeah, it's not going to be anything. What have they named it? Uh, the name of it is All Star Brawl. Okay. Nickelodeon All Star Brawl. So. I mean, I you know it could be fun. Yep. Yeah, again, what they're the looking for Nigel Thornberry going to do. <laughs> Probably release. <laughs> That, like, small ape child <laughs> that they had. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's uh, Ludosity is the name of the, the company that's doing it. Um, they did another one called Slap City um, that's actually been at Super Smash Brothers tournaments, so it's good enough to show up as, like, a side tournament. Slap City? Slap City is, is it what just it's like called. a... I want to know about that. I've game. never actually played Slap City, so I can't tell you. Around slapping how people, good it that is, sounds but... fun. Fuck power washing. <laughs> if the goal is just mm. to run around and slap as many people as possible, I'm in for that one. It's, slap City is kind of goofy. It's not any. They've got like a duck fish guy, um, and like a uh, Dorito wizard character. Okay. Um, so I've never played it myself. I have seen videos. Um, it's goofy and fun, yeah. right? So it's not meant to be like serious. But Nickelodeon ha and the studio have said we want to make this a fighting tournament game. Gotcha. Right? So at the okay. big at the big tournament, so it should be interesting to see if they're able to uh, accomplish that. It's a very full environment, a lot of and very mature, right? Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat, Tekken. These are games that have been around since like the nineties. Marvel vs. So. Capcom. Yep. Mm -hmm. They're still playing Marvel vs. Capcom 2 That's in tournaments. That's an amazing game. That's why. Um, with Phoenix, who's rigged, but we won't go into that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, uh, speaking of rigged things, so Sega is getting sued right now, class action lawsuit, because they still make games, mm -hmm. and certain games are those kind of carnival arcade cabinets um, that you can win prizes from. So... The one that I've won the top prize for is like this 
you have to build this tower of lights and it gets yes. up to a point and then you just got to be right on the mm-hmm. money to hit it. Um, I won that when I was in Australia and I won a cool camera, but then found out that the plug is Australian and oh. it didn't work here. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, but anyways, uh, what they're, uh, finding out is this game key master. So it's one with this key and you got to like push it just like right perfectly to go through this like key looking like slot mm-hmm. to get it to push the prize. Uh, only works uh, after 700 other players have made an attempt. Holy fuck. Like, that's hella rigged. Those odds are terrible. Yeah, yeah it's a dollar a place. So that's saying they're making $700 before anyone could even attempt to win. Right. And the way, so the way those machines generally work, too, is like, you could buy one and then you run it. Right? Yeah. So it's yours. Yeah. So they don't, it's not like. It's not like they're constantly making the money off of it. Like, you literally just buy the machine and then yeah, the you're... arcade yeah, gets the extra money. Yeah, you're responsible for, for failing. The ones that are at the movie theaters, right? The the lady that kind of... You know, the ones that had the movies in them? Like, she would buy those from our video store. So they were used, first of all. You mm-hmm. were winning used movies. Um, but, like, she would just go and restock them every couple weeks and stuff like that. With new stuff. And I think more than anything, she was probably pulling out the old movies and putting new movies in because nobody was fucking winning those things. Mm-hmm. So Sega is no longer releasing these at all. And, uh, yeah, I I guess I don't know. I mean, I guess it is Sega that also probably, they know about it. They made it. So yes. they probably told the, the arcade people, you'll make lots of money on this. Sure. And oh, for sure. Cause yeah, because I mean, I guess I would feel that they aren't liable if the arcade people or the wherever that's at would yeah. know. I don't know. I'm just like, I'm pissed because I've played that one numerous times. Yeah, yeah. I'm very. Can you get it on this class action? <laughs> get your five dollars back. I kind of want to. You get one seven. I don't know how I'd prove it. I know. I know. Because there's been plenty of time where I've just been waiting for mainly at the movie theaters mm-hmm. where I've played the one that i've played well that's like it like you're talking about the carnival games right you know toss the ba- softball into the you know the basketball you have to climb up the ladder to get to the other side that kind of thing and uh at least in america most places particular in like the big ones like new jersey where they have like the piers and stuff like that they're very stri- strictly run government like mm-hmm. the government constantly comes through and is like how many people have played how many have won because right? they were so rigged yep yeah prior. yep <laughs> You know, and they're like, physically, this is not possible. Right. You know, the the hole is the same size as the ball. Yeah. You realize that's never going to work, right? Yep. Yep. So, um, yeah, they have to have so much. So it's interesting. I, they'll probably win. I can't see how they would lose that class action, if especially if they have data to show that $700, you said, is on average. Well, 700 $1. attempts. That's worse. So that's even more that, than $700. Well, no. Well, attempt, I mean, you put in a dollar. I think they're a dollar to play. That's what I was pulling $700 from. I just go to uh, well, yeah, it'd be more than Dave that. and Buster's and get the uh, most optimal. Fuck Dave and Buster's, I think play. has one of those too. Of course yeah. they do. Yep. Those are worse odds than like a legitimate like machine at a casino. casino. <laughs> You're more likely to hit on an actual machine that will give you money. Go play <laughs> roulette. Right. Put it on black. Fifty, pretty much fifty-fifty. A little bit shorter, but yeah, you're much better off there. I guess we're going to the casino, Tony. No more going to the arcade. See you there. I'm <laughs> <Calm> down. <laughs> um, I had one more news article. Okay, what you got? I forgot to mention. Fortnite 
is hosting oh, an yeah. Ariana Grande concert. And I'm curious to get your guys' opinion. They've done this in the past. They have. They've had a couple. And if you haven't seen them, I actually recommend looking them up. They're dope. They're very, very cool. For the fact that you can your be... Your and I's definition yeah. of the word dope are two very different well, things. <laughs> possibly. Uh, you know, you, it's obviously, you're not in person. So if you want to be in person at a concert, you're not going to get that feel. Right. But it's very much, it's like being in a music, like one of the cool like music videos. You're interacting with it, right? Your characters like bounce, all, you know, they turn the entire world into a bouncy castle. So your characters are like flying in the air. And all of a sudden you're flying through space and you know you can go back and forth as whoever the artist is is like this godlike you know deity size singing in the background it's just a really trippy cool experience but uh is it live does she sing live like yes, is it the mute now, live? not all of them but i believe that this one is live okay um so some of them have been pre-recorded but yeah they they were on some of them were singing and are you going to check out the Ariana Grande concert. I don't even have Fortnite on any devices. I'm good. I'm not going to download it just to do that. <laughs> they, they are also releasing an Ariana Grande skin with the concert. That so sounds You can real dress weird. just like her in her skin. In her skin. <laughs> now your children can be wearing Ariana oh. Grande's skin. That's, we're setting up to have an entire generation of serial killers <laughs> is what we're doing. Imagine going to with school With the pandemic and, and the lack of social interaction and the being able to wear people's skins. <laughs> Go to school and brag. My mom bought me Ariana Grande skin last night for the concert. <laughs> I don't know if I mentioned it last week, but September 2nd is when the third season of What We Do in the Shadows comes out. So, Ooh. Uh, I still need to watch season one or two. What, you haven't watched? No. What's it oh. on? Uh, it's on, well, it's it's on, on FX. FX so it's Hulu a thing that I them. don't have. But, Hulu. But I can watch it for free with ads. Like, right? At least right. one or two. Yes. Or you can ask a friend who has Hulu. Maybe I'll yeah. give for guest access. We don't care about them. We won't share our Netflix passwords. <laughs> our great sponsor. <laughs> I'll glory and power to their name. Yes. But uh, yeah, they're on that Hulu. Would be worth watching it, ads. And then also, it was just Shark Week, so everyone go watch Shark Lords. Like again, that that show is so hilarious. It's only ten episodes. It's one season. It's fucking hilarious each episode is only 20 minutes that's all i'm gonna say okay until they start watching it and then they say what the fuck am i watching and then <laughs> it's great i can't believe tony recommended this and <laughs> yep. uh last thing i want to just mention is anthony is trying to make me poor and i don't oh. appreciate it <laughs> what'd you do i forgot i was supposed to text this to lens first yes all to of Tony's approval. financial decisions have to yeah, be routed I didn't, through I me. I sent it straight to him. <laughs> yeah. So he sent me this link for the new HasLab Hasbro thing that is going to be a giant-sized Galactus. Oh, I did see that. I did see an ad for that. And I did think of you, and then I didn't text it to you because I already, nicer. I already sent you the Transformers one earlier this year. Which I also still regret. <laughs> Oh, don't regret I, again, Tony. How much is this one? <laughs> this one's 400 I mean, but like, why would, like, $400 could get you so much other things. I know, but again, like two I only have. Like Galactuses. Or like four hookers. <laughs> Some Where four moderately hookers, priced those... hookers. <laughs> she didn't say they were good. She said you could find them. I mean, this thing is 32 inches tall. Like, It's pretty big. 
just seeing him against like the regular figures, like it's like almost three feet. Is it like posable? Like oh yeah, fully posable. So go in with your brother and get it for the like, kids, and then you can play with it when you go over there. I mean, I just I will have him on all my Zoom call. I'll bring him to work. He'll <laughs> sit in my cubicle. You see Tony carrying back. in. Tony, why are you bringing your son to work? <laughs> your weird shaped. This looks so badass, sun. and I. It's I, also very very like. Well put together, well done too. What does it do? Lights and sounds and stuff. Here's the thing though, I do flat out hate Haslab and all that. I don't know. They're just they're so. This is again one of those things that Hasbro has made this Haslab thing where they put uh, awesome big exclusive thing, and they have you pre-order it to say if it's going to actually get backed or not. Oh, and that's the bullshit. It is bullshit. They've done... Uh, what, if it, what if they fuck it up real bad? You wouldn't know, but you already bought it. Yeah. Uh, they did the uh, Job of the Hutt's Barge. That was their first and everything, and that sold out like crazy. They may have had another one, but I know that's where the Unicron, like this huge, very good-looking Unicron Transformer came out, and that was 600 bucks, And I was damn near close to getting that at the time as well. And... I just feel that if you're a toy company, make the toys, people will buy them. But then they make this so exclusive that you need to pre-buy it or you're fucked. You will never get a chance to buy it again. It, yeah. has, a, it has a zombie Galactus face? Mm-hmm. All right, well. I mean. I mean, are you giving me permission? No, absolutely not. <laughs> Say zombies but, but you, but and you see, on board. <laughs> you see how awesome this thing looks. I know. It's such a, like... Oh, and the, it's That's an optional face, too, right? Yeah. So it has some swappable face options. Yeah. I don't know, man. 20 were... points of articulation in both hands? Like, that's that's a lot of articulation. You could give all your guests the middle finger. Human women have full articulation in both hands. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not 20, though. Probably like 15. This, I, like I said, I, I can't give them money because I think the whole thing is just... This system un- makes it unfortunate to buy. Yeah. Yes. But because they can't... I mean, I feel like they maybe can guarantee like it's going to look like that. But like, what if it's what if they have Mike Tyson do the voice? Right? I pity them. <laughs> no, that's Mr. T. Uh, Mr. T. That, that's who I was thinking originally. I was like, this would be a funny voice. No, Mike Tyson's got that high-pitched lisp voice, yeah. right? <laughs> Reed Richards. <laughs> I'm Galactus. <laughs> Come to Ethereum World. Silver Thurfer, get over here. <laughs> oh. Uh, moving on. I, well, I will say this. I don't know if they're going to meet their fundraising thing too like $400 they only have 40 well I guess they have 42 days left yeah and the other one even even though they just got close which most of for the at least the um, Unicron they then were like okay we we have a big chunk of money here let's let's do it but they really made a a, it's scarce they're looking for 14,000 purchases are we gonna um wait a week to talk about okay um so Tony's pregnant. Booze, <laughs> booze in the book. <laughs> Damn it. You ruined my surprise. Uh, no waiting. Booze in the book this week is Beyond the Breach, number one. Now, when I first started reading this, uh, I felt it was a little bit similar to a book that I also picked up a 
two months ago, two think months ago or so, because issue three or four just came out. But Noctera, which was about a world that got flipped upside down and monsters and everything, and this one felt kind of similar. Uh, this girl was heading to California, uh, it seemed after a breakup, and she hit this breach in the world where all these horrors uh, came out of nowhere. But the major difference is the one book talks about it's already years after that's happened and things slowly started turning because of the dark mm, and people right. were, humans were turning into monsters and other things were turning into monsters and, and all that. Where this is straight up like horrors from H.P. Lovecraft coming on out and attacking. And so I thought it was really good. Similar but different, and I feel like we need more of this different uh, in comic books, so definitely going to stick around. Plus, there's a weird uh, animal, uh, weird hybrid thing. Um, like that... like hybrid with common earth animal type well, thing? Or... I don't know where it came from, but I think it came from the breach. But, like, again, to me, I was looking like it looked like a furry gremlin. Um, its name's K. It can kind of talk. Uh... You say cake? K. Oh, I was like, uh, or okay. Kai, no, Kai. Kai. K-A-I. Yeah, Kai. Uh, it's cake. And then at the... <laughs> it's Japanese for cake. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> at the end of this, though, too, it was a big, like, wow, you did that in your first issue. Uh, so, yeah, I loved it. And we're going to pair it with... The Cloverfield Monster. Uh, <laughs> it's a uh, uh, one-half glass. I love that the recipe I'm looking at measures in glasses, not in ounces, so... You know, you're going in for the deep, deep haul, but one half of Monster Energy drink, flavor of your choice, and then half a glass of Baron Jaeger honey liqueur, mm. which I'd never heard of before this. Um, went to their site. It actually looks delicious. Uh, so it's like a golden honey color, but it, you're going to get, make sure you bring a sweet tooth because you got a honey liqueur combined with Monster, which already has your entire daily allowance of sugar, and you're drinking half a glass of both. Um, it's going to be thick. It's going to be very sweet. Um, and it'll come out looking a little, uh, interdimensionally with the, uh, colors I'm sure you'll get based on your choice of, of monster energy drink. I just want to try it with the, the liqueur because I've done monster and, and Jaeger and just made mixed drinks of it. Yeah. Sugar-free Jaeger, mind you, but. Right. <laughs> because of the, the beaties. Yeah. But not sugar-free <laughs> monster energy drink. Just the Jaeger. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wait, did I say yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I meant the monster. Oh, uh, well, before I turn this all into a shit show, we do need to talk about Loki. Yes, we do. Because what a shit show that was really of, was. like, my mind exploding. Like, everything lined, but also was, like, I was not expecting and surprised and, like, Oh, we shouldn't have watched it before kickball because I my kickball game was ruined because I was like mulling over theories and concepts the whole time and I was like, hmm, and it was like Anthony, you're up, and I was like, ah, I'm focused on Loki, like stop harassing me. <laughs> Tony and I watched it um, last Wednesday, um, and we were both disappointed at the end of the show, but not because of the show, because we had such an immediate craving for more Loki, right. That will not be satisfied for quite some time. Well, at least it's going to be satisfied. Yes. Because this is the first show that they're committed to doing the second season of. I will say it made me feel like the last episode, they had pre-shot it. 
And then Disney's like, all right, we'll approve a second season. And they're like, let's just cut this off. You know, save it for season well, two. See, and, is, well, but it left us like the way that they cut it off just like left you. I'm like, oh my God, I have to have something, some resolution. And that's what gets me of where I don't think the second season is going to be anywhere the same as this though. No. This was unique and for what it was, just like all these Marvel shows were. But with the ending, it's going to spoil what happened. But I think the next season will be... But no, because it's going to go... What I think is going to happen in the movie is going to ruin it. But I was thinking it's going to be him getting back to his main universe. Because right. I think he's in a different universe. My brother at first thought that somehow um, Renslayer went back and erased them ever wanting to pick up a Loki... Which would then prevent, uh, you know, that person's Kang from getting killed by a Loki if the TVA never heard of Loki. So Loki was kind of erased from everyone's mind. Or Loki was killed or whatever. But I'm like, you would still have the main timeline that they've pruned right. up until a point. So that's where I feel like he is in an alternate timeline. That theory gets kind of thrown out the door when we know that this, before having a second season was tied into what's going to happen in the movies. We know Tom Hiddleston and Loki is going to be in uh, the... Multiverse Multiverse. Madness. Yep, that one. Um, don't He's probably not in Quantumanium, but we know that Kang is, and I'm wondering how much Kang is going to go throughout some of these other movies as well. To be clear, we know that Kang the Conqueror is in Quantumania. Because yes. I... there are... Kangs who are not conquerors. Yep. And that's why I was thinking, you know, there's the there's a I don't know that they'll necessarily do it because it might be too confusing for a movie audience, but the idea that different films could have different Kangs, right? You know, the idea that we have one king here, one king here, and then it's like the next like Avengers movie, you know, the when they're truly together you know, then you resolve the Kang problem, right? You know, oh, which Kang is the good one? Maybe your Kang's fighting, blah, blah, blah. You know, you could have different Kangs because with the end of Loki, it's not like they left it where Kang is gone and can now be ported over to the films, right? He's a central character and literally the last thing you see in the show is a statue of him. So he's got to be in the show which isn't going to be for a while, so all of these movies can't necessarily like get rid of them or anything like that. So, but but they can because we don't need the second season of Loki to pick up right, right. here. It's going to pick up in because it's going to pick up in movies. one of these movies. They're going to pick up from where he ended here in those movies. They already had that plan, so that's yep. where I'm thinking it won't even involve the TVA. Or if it does, it will have a little bit of a blur. But this right. will all be resolved by the time they start filming it. Is what my thought is. I could yeah. be totally off. Well, and so Loki is is in this new timeline. So she sent him back to the wrong timeline, essentially, right? Mm-hmm. She sent him back to a branch. Yep. But the main timeline is still occurring. Yeah. So somehow we have to get Kang the Conqueror into the main timeline. Because right now he's in whatever timeline Loki's in. Well, I think it's it's interesting, too, that they the visualization really helped me with all of this. Because... The whole, like, you know, halo, timeline halo around his castle. It was like, oh, he's just basically running this bad boy into a circle. At the end of time, he starts right over. You know, the timeline happens. And then with the branches, you're like, okay, now there's, you know, there's no longer that halo. It's a bunch of parallel lines crossing and stuff like that. Right. Really opens up 
it makes sense why they call it Multiverse of Madness, because my brain is probably going to well, explode. The, and that's where I was thinking that it was going to be about her going crazy and creating the multiverse. No, we it's now Loki. see <laughs> Loki made it. There is a world where she has her kids. But everyone create, like, there's thing so he he created the possibility of yeah. creating a well, actually multiverse. he didn't sylvie did right the real hero but, of the story but <laughs> her going back to get her kids or whatever yeah. all these all these creates choices. a branch no right? yeah. and not not pruned right? right none of these choices right. will ever be pruned yep. anymore well that's and that's the thing where i need to go back in and see what their definition of nexus being is because you know comic book side if they're they're trying to make it that it's someone who then could like seal up those branches i guess i mean i guess they don't need to because again we're also going to maybe see some shit in the whole new uh what ifs right those are going to be different branches Mm -hmm. and whatever overall narrative story that they have i think is going to tie into multiverse of madness as well i think they're playing too much with fire if they do that personally i it's just going to be too confusing and too many media formats right yeah i think you look star wars is a great example the the most recent trilogy seven eight nine is less terrible it's still bad but less terrible when you read all the associative media because it gives you that connection from six to seven because there's a lot that happens between it gives you those characters backstories that you never actually got in the movies things and but then it was lost on 90 percent of the people because they just went and saw the movies well they also did shit that they tried to subvert expectations which don't (laughs) do that marvel they did so good at Yep. Not doing that. They so, they gave us Kang, like, we've already said it a million times, so spoilers that we're just talking about all this shit anyways, uh, so why I even say spoilers that Spoilers ten minutes yeah, later. Yeah. But, that's who showed up at the end, even though he was a different version. He was right. he who remains. His real name is Kang. He was just the less evil one that didn't want to conquer. They didn't need to do that in a Marvel show. It could have been an evil Loki. It could have been someone else. That was just one of those that I know a lot of my non-comic book friends, who at least they've heard of King and knew he was coming up, though, were also surprised. Like, they put a major villain, like, that's going to come up in one of these movies in the show. it's essentially the same. I mean, the first time we saw Thanos was in a post-credit scene, right? So this isn't something new for them. They're used to just throwing a a major, major villain into, like... I, th- I think, though, it, it comes down to thing. more of people don't understand that there is no more line between TV show and movie, though. Right. Because yep. these are six-part movies. Yes. Like, yeah. just longer-formatted movies. Um, WandaVision being a little more episodic because of what it is. But Falcon Winter Soldier, you could kind of go through a whole movie in that. This, the same thing. We just followed six hours' worth of Loki trying to fix things. And so having other major names drop in would be no different than if it was in Black Widow mm-hmm. and and the cameos and stuff that happened in there. So when I finally do that, now I'm like, anything could happen. They could have the next major, well, I mean, I feel like King is going to be one of the next yeah. major ones, but yeah. something drop in these that we didn't notice that comes to fruition later of like, oh, that right. little handheld thing. Saves Ant-Man and Wasp. I like that I can talk to people who have no idea about (laughs) comics 
And they're like asking me questions because the series just has people so enraptured with the story. Yeah, Tony fucking loves that shit for sure. Nobody asks me questions about anything. (laughs) I'll send them your way. All right. Um, so the way I picture the Kang thing working out, so right when we had the, the movies starting, our first villain was Hydra, right? Yep. But that built to the bigger event, which was Infinity Wars, right? Um, so Kang is going to be the Hydra of this upcoming next set, leading to what the ultimate event is going to be, which is Secret Invasion, so I don't know how those two things are going to play into each other. I don't picture Kang being a big bad, right? He's not really. I mean, he is, but he's not. He's not a megalomaniac in the same way that a lot of other he, villains yeah, are. Yeah, yeah. I mean, his character's interesting. And I think they, other than him running the TVA, which obviously is not something that happens in the comic books, they kind of stuck to his origin pretty well, Yeah, I thought. Um, fucking Jonathan Majors. Oh, I mean, the only thing I had seen him in prior to this was Lovecraft Country, which is he's very serious mm-hmm. in that show. And he was goofy as fuck in this. And I loved it so much. Well, that's the thing. I guarantee they're going to have more than just yes. one king. He's going to be all over and the place. He's going to be having so much fun playing different I love characters. It. They that's, really cast him well. That's the dream well. role as, a cast, as yep. an actor, right? Hey, so we want you as this character. Oh, who's this character? Well, there's 40 of them, and they all have different personalities. You're like, the holy grail of acting. I right. can be every single role I've ever wanted yes. in one character. It's the, it's the orphan black character of the Marvel movies. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it wasn't like, there wasn't anything overly shocking to me in in the finale. It wasn't like the end of WandaVision, right? Like, I just, I got more from the end of WandaVision than I did from this. But if really satisfying uh-huh. the it's, show is just so good right because right. even in it's like that was one thing i got at a wandavision it just felt so connected to presenting phase five or you know what we're going into and then this one just felt like god can i just have more episodes of this show right. i don't even i don't even care if kang disappears in the well, next episode well what is love without marvel shows persevering <laughs> <laughs> No, I felt sad at the end, though. Yeah. Like, I literally, like, felt for Loki. Like, it's a character. I, I don't need to, like, be shedding a tear, but, like, just how gun- gut-wrenching that was. He finally grew as a character and then was immediately punished for said growth. Right? Yeah. By the one who basically led him to that, right? She said from the get-go what she was going to do, and she... Did it, but and... people can change, Tony, and I wanted her to change. But that's the thing, yeah. But also, I would have been let down if she changed that quickly. Yeah, and it's so more again, satisfying they did way, but... exactly what needed to be done, and I'm happy. I I have full trust in what Marvel does. Like, if anyone's had any doubts before this, you should have none. Yeah, they have a master plan. And you know what? Even if they have one flop, I'm just giving them a free pass right now. You Marvel, you can make a shit shit movie. I'm still gonna go to the theaters. I'll see it twice just to make it more money for you. But. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to know what, where, where, what, who, why, where is the Eternals in all of this? That is also what I'm trying to figure. There's the fuck nothing. Out. Like, where does that in, play there's nothing into in the trailer. It. It's like okay, so we got the Eternals. Bollywood. That's what I get out of it, right? Okay, so the Bollywood is in the MCU and somehow plays into. Well, it's Kang gonna be and... through all the movies that have already happened. They're gonna show. 
like why uh, these fuckers weren't around basically <laughs> pretty much yeah right? and, but they, they have to to introduce a character yeah. they'll show i guarantee you they'll show world war ii and why they set out they will show some other major things thanos pro- probably when wakanda was formed they'll probably see it and overlook it and have a shot and it'd be really sad if they didn't but either or it's gonna it's gonna fit in somehow and we still don't know i know because we're looking at it as a square peg when it's really like a a star peg a, yeah it's one, of those, or one of those one of those x pieces yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a four-dimensional hypercube and uh <laughs> now i'm excited to see the eternals i i hope they do this the biggest thing i want is i want them to have played a role but so perfectly behind and not cheesy behind the scenes right like oh, we just have infinite government power or whatever. Like, very cleverly moving pieces towards a potentially better future or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. It should be interesting. I'm... I Wasn't didn't... Thanos theirs? Isn't he one of them? Yes. We've gone over this before. I know. I just... I always replay it back into my head because that really... Like, I don't know that the people going into it who have no knowledge realize that Thanos... I mean, he's tech... He's a... Uh, so there's two... There's Eternals, which are on Earth... And then the ones that went to Titan, and right. they're Titans, but they're the same race. Right. So uh, they were just like, hey, we know that guy. <laughs> Things will work <laughs> out, I think. One of Titan guys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll just sit this one out. Yeah. That, that's the part that I do wonder <laughs> what they're going to do. Cause, like, cousin, man, uh, chill out a it bit. It makes sense on all the human wars, right? Like human interactions. And then just like big, gigantic you know dimension level threat comes or, in well and... what, what about the battle of new york like where were that then then yeah well again that's kind they of got just like some explaining to do mm-hmm. <laughs> they were bollywood acting bro you can't just leave bollywood to fly to new york just to fight some guys that's just super hot kamal Ninja. <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, oh well i don't know i again i'm looking forward to what ifs and i'm sure we will talk about those because I again thankful for content. Yes. Right? They have timed their content the perfect distance apart from each other. Even with the pandemic, obviously we had a big wait and they didn't just flood us all at once. They're like, here's some taste, here's a taste, but here's not too long to wait for the next thing. Yes, you have to wait like three years for Loki season two, but don't worry, there's nine different things that are coming out <laughs> right. between now and then. Right. So Oh, you just reminded me it's gonna be that long though. Yeah. I mean, it's technically going to be two years from now, but now I'm re-sad. <laughs> He's re-sad. I'm just, keep, I'm just making you sad. I send you toys you can't buy, talk about media you can't see. I'll just start texting you happy quotes. You're the reason he cries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not the anime. <laughs> well, until next week, stay thirsty for more Alligator Loki. Oh, yes.